Jeez, it's been two and a half years. It's been a really, really long time. Uh-huh. A lot has happened. You were my first podcast. Yeah. You were my first podcast. I was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then I stopped for several after COVID. I stopped and you wanted to fire something back up, which I'm happy about. I think it's going to be great. Um, the good thing is we've actually only gotten closer in the last mm-hmm. whatever, you know, year and a half through COVID. Mm-hmm. We've gotten closer. We had to do a lot more things together. Mm-hmm. Um, we're adapting well to it. And I, you know, I'm... I'm grateful that you and you and Katie. I mean, I, I give the world to Katie because the whole, she's the one that's taking Kyler to school. Mm-hmm. She's the one that's doing, you know, the homework when he gets home. Mm-hmm. She was doing all the homeschooling, she which needs was all thought. the damn foot rubs. <laughs> yeah, right. She needs it, especially being pregnant now. Oh, have, okay. We need to back up. We need to back, back up. up. Okay, back we have up. to back up because a lot back has happened. We started rambling. A lot has happened in the last two and a half years. Yes. Okay. So, I am sitting here. With a married man now. Oh my God, okay. that happened too. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, so the last time we did a podcast, uh, we referred to Katie as KP. Yes. Um, and she's now part of the family, which is phenomenal. Um, and you're expecting your second baby over here. I have eight weeks Crazy. until a new baby comes in. Mm-hmm. Whole world must just know, come down on you. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be It's going to be great. I mean, we have... It's, I know how to be a father to an 11 year old. Mm-hmm. I've learned that and I'm learning as I go, as you know, like this mm-hmm. is just a, you know, we make it up as we go along mm-hmm. and, but I forget how to even be a parent to a baby. You just had a yeah. baby. I mean, <clears throat> she's yeah. one now. So she's one now, yeah. So you it, went through that. It comes, it's weird. So it, it's going to be natural to Katie because she's, it's like a motherly instinct that just happens and overcomes you. Um, you're going to remember and it's going to hit you. But babies don't need as much as you think that they need. Like we, you know, we fill our rooms with toys and, you know, all they want to do is play with bubble wrap, right? Or we fill, you know, we have a thousand outfits and they wear onesies all day. Like Mm. babies don't really need a lot. Um, They just need your love and attention and that's literally it. Right. So, yeah. But she'll she'll be fine. We're positive. (laughs) She'll be fine. Don't be so negative. We have a whole village to help take care of our baby. Yeah. So you'll be fine. That's awesome too. I mean, what what I feel so confident about and um, going into this, I mean, it's a, it's a new world. Um, I'm obviously, I'm scared, but at the same time, I'm actually really happy to restart consciously. I was 23 Mm -hmm. years old. You were 21. Mm -hmm. I mean, just trying to be parents was hard enough in general. Mm -hmm. Um, But now to consciously understand like 11 years in hindsight to be like, oh, well, this tummy time is something. This is the shortest part. uh, This is shortest phase Mm -hmm. of their lives. And to, to enjoy that, to enjoy, I guess, getting up during the nights and helping out with that to, I guess, the best extent I can. I'm not sure, but um, I, I'm excited to, to redo that to, to consciously. Um, the good thing with, with Kyler is I like to put myself in more of a mindset of trying to parent more kind of um, through like a bird's eye view. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I write journals, uh, several journals um, for him when he gets to a certain age of kind of how my life has been, I have a whole, our whole story, you know, in those oh, journals Jesus. and I have, <laughs> you know, the struggles we've been having, the, mm-hmm. the issues. It's just my, um, I guess my story of the whole journey. Um, so I like to try to parrot more on like a third person view mm-hmm. so I can get more of a collective and, um, you know, kind of understand what we're going through, the different phases that we enter um, through Kyler and what he's going through and you know, give him kind of a snapshot through my eyes of what life was like for him growing up. Mm-hmm. I never had that. I don't know what it was like for me to be a kid. I, I literally forget what me being, too. you know, 11 years old was. Yeah. I try to remember, was I like that? Was I having these moods? Mm-hmm. Was I, you know, struggling with, you know, trying to, you know, talk, you know, with respect? <laughs> and have it, You know, <laughs> we recently started going over a chore chart mm-hmm. and punishment. You know, mm-hmm. we, he, I think he entered a different phase in his life recently with, you know, this year and, you know, Christmas was a little different, you know, there was yeah. some talks there. Mm-hmm. There was like, I think we entered a whole like, Hey, life isn't, you know, this glorified magical place. There's, there's a filter over it. Mm-hmm. And since we had, we took that filter off, I think it was a great opportunity at this year to, you know, and now that, you know, you're in on some secrets and in on a different position of, you know, the family, I think you need to 
start leveling up a little bit and helping mm-hmm. this family out a little more. You yep. know, we have a garden for you with fruit that we've been giving you, mm-hmm. but I think now it's time you help that, you know, help tend that garden so you did, you earn the fruit. Yeah. So I think the chores has been uh, huge. I mean, he did all his chores oh tonight. God, the chores have been amazing. I mean, alone, what is he doing? He's like, you know, normal things, make your bed, brush your teeth, brush your hair, you know, stuff like that. But I think the biggest thing for me has been the help starting the laundry for the day mm. and like putting, just gathering the laundry in the, in the hampers and putting it in the washer and emptying the dishwasher. That has been like huge. And I know this is so s- silly or whatever, but I want him to know like his future wife and girlfriends will thank us. That's what I think about. Like, honestly, because he'll know what to do and he'll, he'll be able to help and be a member of the household and a member of society and I know that sounds so silly to be like, well, it's just laundry. It's just this. No, it's it's doing something because you're being told to do so, taking pride and ownership into something, earning your money instead of being given your money because we're doing it, you know, for allowance reasons, um, you know, so he can look, you know, back and be like, wow, like I learned all these things. Like the normal day-to-day things I think are, are big that we need to start teaching our kids, um, you know, things that you, sh- you know, you should learn in school, but you don't. You know, how to start a little laundry, how to garden, how to, you know, mop the floors. Like, I mean, silly things. Like, how to wash a proper dish, like, without a dishwasher. Like, how to, you know, little things. Like, how to change a tire. How to change your oil. You know, how to check your tire gauge. Like, Yeah, he should come out and he he comes out (laughs) when we have little things to do. And he's, you know, you got to be a part of it. I mean, this has been stuff. We grew up, I grew up younger than him following around my grandfather Mm-hmm. Um, my grandfather was doing all stuff around the first aid squad, around his or his property, and doing all, doing. Oh, dude, I was breaking leaves. I was doing <laughs> mowing mowing lawns, and I was uh, I think I was shoveling snow. I want to say I was shoveling snow by the time that I was his age. But you know, I think I don't know. There's just this different age nowadays to, I, I guess, stifle his potential. Like we mm-hmm. all, like he's totally capable of doing all this stuff. Yeah. But we just haven't instilled in him his perception of his own potential to, yeah. to do these things. But I think it's a natural um, a natural opportunity for him to understand his own worth. Because mm-hmm. I think I, he has a huge like self-esteem issue. Yeah, it's been he a has, problem It's forever. been a huge problem. And he goes in the pattern every single time that something goes wrong. I'm a failure. I'm no good. Da, da, da. He has those stories. Right. Can't do anything right. And obviously when I hear those things, I look back, I'm like, I look at him, you know, as a 30 something year old in therapy saying yeah my parents are like this and i'm a fail you know it's just like we're looking at the stories that we have when we're yeah we're we never age. told you when you were a failure but like, he has you know? it and that's his story so it's like it's it's up to us i guess at that point to you know have him learn to change that story mm-hmm. like where is that going for you mm-hmm. he, we, we need to raise capable kids yeah. our kids are more capable than we think that they are um you know it could be as easy as letting your kid uh, get in the car themselves instead of like I used to pick Santa up to get in the car and then, then I realized I'm like why am I picking her up when she could use the step thing and get in like she's more than capable yeah. to do that little things like you know helping her brush her teeth instead of like standing there watching and making sure she's doing it properly you know brushing her hair like little things that like you know we take for granted you know we're just trying to rush through but really you know take the time to try to teach instead of command is mm. huge um because our like like i said kids are more capable than we give them credit for um even though they'll tell you that they're not <laughs> yeah well that's, that's the thing they don't want to go through it they but, don't want to but they know. need to learn they need to learn because i i'm stubborn and i don't want to raise a kid that <laughs> yes you are that needs like <laughs> that's like mom i can't you know you know it's a uh, you can either give someone <laughs> fish or you can teach them yep. fishing you know yep. and i think it's it's up to us really just try to to teach them fishing which you know brings it to the more dynamic of of how you and i operate Mm -hmm. um i love how we can we can share these type of um new ideas Mm -hmm. we can implement new uh chores new punishments those Mm -hmm. kind of things like he gets punished at my house yeah when he goes back to your house he's still punished he's still yeah he gets punished he gets punished on sunday and the next day he's at your house it's like sorry i know you're just getting him but he didn't do x y and z he's punished for us he's getting it just is what it is it is what it is and that's a big thing that i think um a lot of parents have trouble with um is 
you know, wanting to be the cool side, right? Yeah. Like wanting to be like, oh, well, you were, you know, punished over there, but like, you know, I don't really care when you're over here. It's like, well, you know, I mean, that's not helping your kid any. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, should we preface? Sure. Okay. So, <laughs> we, <laughs> so I want to preface by saying we're going to be talking about a lot of co-parenting, um, things that we have strived with or thrived with, things that we have had struggles with. And I want to preface and make sure that um, anybody listening does not think that we're telling you the right way to do something. We are just giving our advice about what has worked for us or what has not worked for us. Um, and you can do with it with, you know, whatever you would will. For sure. You I know, mean, <laughs> that's... I think I we, have, wanna... we have a unique position as parents and as exes because mm-hmm. we're not the the traditional um exes that yeah. you know, hate each other by association and mm-hmm. the thing that i mean you're not just an, you're not just an ex to me you're mm-hmm. the mother of my child which mm-hmm. totally changes everything i mean yeah. there would be not this kind of effort if you were just an ex of mine although yeah, yeah i do i am friendly with my other exes too which i think that you know, just because someone broke up or someone did something wrong, or you guys weren't compatible, you guys might be better apart than you would be together. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. And things like that should be, you know, it, I think in our situation, it took a long time. It took us, she's yeah. eight years, mm-hmm. I think. And then to even be able to communicate with each other. There was, for those eight effectively. years, effectively, yeah. there was, I mean, there was times when I just, when we were sending emails to each other and it's just like, make sure he's out outside of that, you know, yeah. coming at 530 make sure, and it's just Beyond. like, <laughs> it, it was got so bad and everything you said we wanted on paper because then we would, I would want to present it to the court to use it against you. And like, it got bad and it, it was, it was a dirty way for, for us to exist. It just was bad business. You know, we have a kid between us, Mm -hmm. but we are the ones that are bickering, fighting back and forth. And, but in the, all while he's the one suffering while we're having our ego battles between Mm -hmm. each other. So it's like to know that in hindsight, the effective communication for us to be able to work together for the sake of the child is the best way that we can provide an environment for Kyler to grow up in a world that wasn't like ours. Mm-hmm. We had a different situation. Yeah. Our stories were different. Our parents were separated. Yeah. Our parents hated each other yeah, at times. Too. There was yeah. always bad talk between this parent to that parent. And what's that doing for, for what's that doing for us, you know, when we were kids? Yeah, you're using your kid as messengers. Yeah. That's what that's called. Yeah. Yeah. Using that's them. not. And then they, they get these words like, oh, my mom's, you know, garbage. She never comes to do this and blah, blah, blah. Like you're, you're starting to plant these little seeds in your children's head that the victim will grow if you know you left untended because mm-hmm. that's a weed and it'll come out you know exactly. and just and we had those i had those i said some stuff i tried not to you know he wasn't surrounded by all of the talk that i said but i'm sure he was impacted by our relationship in the yeah, beginning i mean if you ask him now like he he's asked me before like you know i think like a couple years ago like why aren't you and my dad together and it caught me completely off guard i think we were in the car going to school or something and i was like Oh, uh, we just didn't work. Like it was not a conversation because <laughs> he's, he's not old enough to like understand it all. I don't even think, I mean, he doesn't know what cheating means. He doesn't know what, you know, like toxic means. Like if you were to like try to talk to him about stupid stuff, like he wouldn't under, not stupid, stupid us now, but he wouldn't understand it. And I feel like it would actually hurt him more than it would help. Hmm. You know what I mean? But, I mean, I literally just told him it just didn't work out. We were better as friends. Yeah. And he said, yeah. And that's what I said. Yeah. I was like, I mean, okay, cool. <laughs> Off the hook. <laughs> so. It's cool that he lives in a world where what I always wanted was my, my quest. My mission for us was for him to never feel like he wasn't loved just because mm-hmm. one, the parents were together. Yeah. I grew up, my mom was in Florida. My dad was in New Jersey. I saw my mom for like summers, maybe a couple of vacations here. Like, what's going on? What is this? It's part of life. It's cool. I mean, he gets... Two Christmases, he gets two yeah. birthdays, and kids killing it. And yeah. in most holidays, yeah. we spend holidays together. <laughs> yeah. We do. We, you know, when it comes down to Christmas mornings, when it comes down every Halloween, I think from the yeah. get, we all got together. We always got together. That you was know, the we do thing. Halloween together. So mm-hmm. it's like this is his world. You know, and with that, that gives me, it fills me up with so much pride knowing that he has a world like that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 not what the, the past 
where the future doesn't have to equal the past. Mm-hmm. And we can rewrite that whole that whole story for him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I I, I want to say I'm, I'm, I'm proud of us for being able to do that. It wasn't, it wasn't easy, but no. at the same time, it was easy. It was worth it. And it was, yeah, it I mean, was. If, if I knew where the future would have been, I wouldn't have had the past, if that makes sense. So, yeah. like, if I knew that just stop being stubborn, stop trying to win every argument, stop bickering about the small things. If we stopped that so much earlier, um, the future could have started a lot sooner, if that makes sense. Yes. You know what I mean? But it's so much better on the other side, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that. Like, my sure. God, it's so much better on the other side. So if you're living in that this nightmare, right, of the, of the aggravation and the... Um, you know, just the hatefulness toward, you know, your ex or just the misunderstanding of your ex. Um, just know it, it can get better and it does take a lot of work and effort and stuff. And, you know, and, uh, even if the other side is not, um, too keen on fixing it, it doesn't mean that you, that your side can't be fixed. So I think that's a big misconception is, um, it's okay. It's okay if the other side doesn't want to be okay with you now. Mm. Right. But you can be okay. So it does take two people to co-parent, but if you have an ex that's not, how do I say this? That's not willing to make it work. Sure. It doesn't mean that you're stuck with the negativity. You can change that. You are in control of your own mindset and your own destiny. So you're in control of what can bother you. um, And you're in control of what kind of like rolls off your back and stuff. Just because they're unhappy doesn't mean you have to be, if that makes sense. No, it makes perfect <laughs> sense. Um, for instance, I think I want I think that the the point that changed for us that I can remember, now correct me if I'm wrong, but mm-hmm. this is for me my the X factor that changed everything is when I was in when I was in self development, when I was in when I was in landmark, they were kinda mm-hmm. my thing was always you. Every single time that they were like, What should you do this week? And it's just like, I should do this. But I was avoiding anything to do with you. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't want... I was like... Every single time a coach come back and be like, how come you didn't do what you said you would do with her? And every single time it's like, I'm scared. How come, you know, you got to make it here at a certain time. How come you're not asking her to help you out with that? I'm scared. I was literally scared of you. Mm-hmm. And I'm still scared of you. I was scared. I'm scared. <laughs> scared I'm a scary bitch. A lot of people are scared of you. You I'm have scared. that. You are. <laughs> That's your you do have a you do have a powerful, you know, position as a as a powerful woman. Um, so I was I think what changed is to gain the courage and vulnerability to check my ego out, leave that beside, and tell you what was real. And what was real for me at the time was, I remember having a conversation with you and saying, I'm scared of you. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm literally, I feel like I can't have a conversation with you because I'm scared of you. I'm scared that what you're going to say, I'm scared that you're going to use this against me. I'm scared that you're going to, you know, take me, you know, want more money out of me. Like mm-hmm. all those stupid stories that I always thought. I thought the whole child support thing that we had was just all you wanted was my money. Yeah. And I can only imagine how many other people, and I hear it from my friends that are in the same kind of battle. That it's just like, it's like, all she wants is my money. She wants to take me for this. She wants to, she's being petty. It's like, we went through all of that. Mm -hmm. But having that conversation to you, a vulnerability, and then you coming back and clapping right away and saying, you don't have to be scared of me. You can tell me whatever, you know, you can tell me whatever. I'm always here for you. Something about you, when I was in this state of vulnerability, you lowered your sword. Mm -hmm. And at that moment, everything, you didn't have to change anything about you. But my occurring of you totally changed. And it maybe, and I think that's what we miss. I, I think there's so many people hold on to things without saying what's real, without saying the, the honest thing. So what is that all about? So what are you really trying to say? You know, there's so many people won't go down lower to be vulnerable and stop being mm-hmm. proud and saying like, oh, it's, you know, I don't like you. I hate you. You know, you're always trying to use this against me. But really just be honest with where you are, how you're feeling. And it's so strange when you're vulnerable with somebody else, it encourages them to be vulnerable back with you. It's like a concession. It's like yeah. you enter a different dialect. And mm-hmm. now you can, you both can talk at a state where like, hey, I'm leaving my ego at the, at the door. This is hard for me to say. Like that's a huge way to start a conversation. This is hard for me to say to you, but I feel like I'm scared to say anything because I feel like you're going to use it against me. You're going to mm-hmm. do something. And I mean, how can you fight at that? 
So if you can start something with some kind of honesty, start a conversation of just a vulnerable spot. I think yeah. you can build on top of that. And I think that's, I don't correct me wrong, but that's where yeah. I saw mm-hmm. that that's, everything changed at that point. Then I'm like, oh, she's not the scary monster I thought she was. Yeah. You know? And yeah. but it, and those were stories you were creating, right? That 100%. I just wanted your money, that I just wanted oh, yeah. this. Yeah. And that was not at all. Like, I think um, we ended up, uh, while we were, what was it? God, I think we went to court the first time, right? And oh then my god! It was I awful. recorded it was that. I think I you threw a pencil. That? Oh yeah, you definitely threw a pencil at a pen, me. I, threw a I asked for a pencil because I didn't have one, and you threw it in front of the judge. <laughs> Take it at me. I'm tired of this. Um, I recorded it because I was like, I always wanted to use something against you because I thought you were gonna, you know, you yeah. were just gonna swindle things, mm-hmm. and you were saying, and, and, and you know, to the point. I mean, some of it was. It was like. Oh, I get taxes every single year. I'm like, mother, are you kidding me? Every year <laughs> you're going to get know. the tax return? We don't anymore. We don't do anymore. Yeah, we, we, went, learned. Yeah, we, we went. went back to court. And strangely enough, I actually helped you file all your paperwork. <laughs> I like helped you write it all out. And we had to sit in front of the judge. And it's so funny because I can only imagine what that judge deals with, having to deal with child support and court cases and stuff, the yelling and the crying. And we walk in and we're like, we just like, we're ready to get this thing signed. Like we're, we're yeah. good. Like, you know, they're asking After, questions. After I think the second or third time. I don't know which one it was. But it was yeah. the second time. We only did it two, two times. Okay. Yeah, so we haven't done it since that time. But that was even um, before we were really cordial. Yeah. Like before we started a real relationship. Oh, yeah, that was up, before. That was way before. That like before. you attempted, you tried to attempt and you yeah. actually, you took the initiative on that because I was having so much, so much paperwork. I don't want to deal with any of that yeah. finance stuff and all this stuff. So I asked for your help on that, that sense. And you, you did, you, you tried, but again, I wouldn't have seen that as yeah. an attempt at yeah, that point. No, no matter that's what true. you did, I was still thinking you wanted X, Y, or Z. And, yeah. and it was, again, it was a stupid, egoic story that I was playing on you, um, using Kyler as, you know, the lever. Mm-hmm. And, um, um, but do once... You, do you like that we went to uh, court for child support or do you think we should have did it like on the side? I... Let's do this. Let's do pros and cons of both. Well... Here, do you know what? The, the good thing is, is we have a little bit of both. Did I like it in the beginning? No, because I was paying like 800 and some dollars. Yeah. Yeah. And it sounds like a lot of money, but at the same time, that's half of it was just for daycare. Daycare, yeah. You know, that daycare at that it time is insane. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it was, um, I didn't like it at that point, but as things, as I just kind of, it shifted for me to when I stopped again, thinking about myself and realizing, oh, this is money that's going towards Kyler. Mm-hmm. let's think about him for a sec it's the child that's getting and i'm like here i'm all, all i'm saying is like all he needs is mac and cheese and chicken nuggets how much is that you can go to walmart you know, <laughs> know. what do you need this 400 I heard extra it all. dollars i heard it all, <laughs> it all. so when when that got done and where we are now you know we have a little bit of both i mean we've we've we went through um, a revision because um, we had different jobs or something ended up happening. Yeah, we you had downgraded jobs. jobs. I downgraded like, jobs. Yes, just be at home more. So, um, so we had to lower the payment and all that kind of stuff, which was cool. But and it's still the same as it was then, and mm-hmm. it's already been. I think it's been over five years yeah. or something at the same amount. Mm-hmm. But our situations have both changed. Yeah, you know, we're making different kinds of incomes, mm-hmm. but none of us are attacking each other for. It almost felt like. You had to stifle what you were making because I didn't want you to be a part of that. I was almost just like, how can my work tell you that I'm not making as much money? So you're not taking it all. Mm-hmm. But like, what I think is good about it now is that we can talk and we can, although you only get, you don't get much Mm-mm. from my side. Like really, really, what is what is the $300 or whatever that you're it's, getting? It's $314, I don't know, a paycheck or a month. I don't even know what it is. It's like $140 every It's other really nothing. But at the same time, if you ever needed anything, you say, mm-hmm. hey, Kyler's going to X, Y, and Z. He's doing this. We've always split things. Absolutely. I have no problem putting money. I have no problem whatever mm-hmm. you need. And I think that's what shifted it. It's that workability to say, regardless if you're getting, it's not like you're getting an income out of me. You know, it's for Kyler, but whatever ends up happening as far as him, or if you ever needed money for him, or vice versa, you've always been there. You've always put in half. Mm-hmm. We got to do clothes for summer. No problem. Let's go ahead and split that. You're going to buy it all. It was X amount of dollars. Mm-hmm. Here's half. Yeah, here's Venmo. Sure. We do it all the time. Mm-hmm. And I think it just creates more of a safe haven where we can, where we can feel, where we can feel like the other person has our back. Mm-hmm. So um, I think there's pros and cons to it. I think the pros are if you're un, if you're not really at a place where you guys can get along cordially, I think the court system is good for that. 
because it is a structure and it mm-hmm. not not this like the money aspect of things is what it is and they take it out of your paycheck you can't avoid it however but there's like oh you get this holiday you can't do this these are your days but at the same time again working with each other allows flexibility to say mm-hmm. hey this weekend i want to take kyler can i borrow him from you can i have him this day can you know christmas can we switch this year and yeah. do We've always been cool with that. In the beginning, it wasn't. It was like, mm-hmm. no, this is my day. I'm going to yeah. stand strong, digging my heels in. Mm-hmm. But we've been now, it's just like, hey, we flip-flop. Hey, if I ever need a babysitter, I don't try to call him. You're the first person I ask. Yeah. Which, by the way, we got to talk about that. I mean. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but You would. Of course. But it makes it, it's a good business decision. Yeah. If you like, think about this as if it's a business. We're yeah. partners at the same time for our child. Yeah. You know, everybody wants the business to succeed, right? Nobody wants it to fail. I mean, if I, if I were to think about like, I always think it's a good idea to go through the court. And Mm -hmm. the reason being is because even if you're in a good place right now, that doesn't mean that you're always going to be in a good place. So, um, you know, I, I know somebody that does this situation outside of court and the second he gets mad at her. He like cuts off child support. And that mm. to me, that's that's where I differ is like I, I think that if the court were to handle it, the court decides the money yeah. and it's all numbers. Mm-hmm. You submit your documents, they submit theirs, and there's a calculator that they use to figure out what they think is fair. So therefore, it's not like, well, I think you should pay this. Well, I think I should pay that. And it's, it's a fair amount yeah. um, and that's what it is. Uh, and also, it keeps people accountable um, especially to the days. So, um, you know, there's no like, you know, randomly showing up an hour late or, you know, well, I want him this year. I, you know, my family in town and I'm just going to keep him the extra day. Cause what are you going to do? You're going to call the cops or something. You literally can't do anything. The cops will literally say you have nothing in writing. Mm-hmm. I can't do anything. So if you're, you know, if you're struggling with that, definitely look at the pros and cons The like I was, I'll agree with Chris when he says that the, uh, the pros or is the more flexibility and stuff. And you can still have that with the, with the court order. You can still have that. You can literally write that in that there will, you can be flexible with it. Um, but it just keeps people accountable and you know what you're getting into. So everything's in writing, you know, your expectations, you know what you're supposed to do. And, um, it's just more cohesive. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I always recommend that you do that. I think that going into... Because nobody is into, ever always, always going to be in a good place. I mean, nobody, especially when you get into like being in another relationship afterward. That's a whole other thing we'll get into. In a minute, but, <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, that, that also caused... Getting in other relationships too was... That was a hard thing to deal with because you were... I think you were the first person. You were the first person that started bringing... You know, other, you know, other people around Kyler. And of course, you know, I was trying to play tough guy and say, I don't want that person around my kid. And you know, when it really started, it was, I guess, getting in another relationship was, was, was tough because you gotta, you gotta see that you have somebody else around your child. Right. So I think the first time that you, I mean, the first time it really hit me, I think when you said you were pregnant. When you were pregnant with, you know, Santa. with Santa. Yeah. And then immediately like, wow, all right, this is real. You know, and that was a tough pill to swallow. Yeah. Um, but we were a little bit along. So I think we were still getting along a little bit better because we already went through a couple, you know, whatever guys before that. And, um, you know, I went through the experience of being, you know, upset and mad and, you know, almost again, trying to like use that situation against you mm-hmm. to try to find more power yeah. in my position. Yeah. Oh, you're doing this to me, so you know I'll, I'll get back at you somehow. Um, and there was plenty of that. There was plenty of um, <laughs> situations where I wanted to rub it in your face, just just to be, you mm-hmm. know, just to be uh, a tool bag. And yeah. um, it's, um, I think, you know, when Ben came around, I heard a lot of things about him because uh, I knew some some stories of him from other people that I worked with. And I actually heard he's a super good guy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, come to find out, he really is. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I have a great relationship with him now. He's, yeah, we go to, we go golfing together, we go to the gym together all the time. You know, he went to my, he went to my bachelor party. Um, and I think he's just a, such a, and when it comes to relationships, you got to look at that other person. Like if your part, if your ex-partner decides to get in a relationship with someone, you got to look at that person. Okay, now there's somebody else in the partnership. 
Mm -hmm. I mean, someone else in the business. Yeah. So a great business decision in that case is how can I befriend this person? How can I look at this person as like, you're helping raising my child. Mm -hmm. So why would I want to have a problem with you somehow because I'm upset that you're now dating my ex? Mm -hmm. You know, I can use, oh, I don't want someone around my, my, my son. And I get that there should be like a, you know, meeting that person because there is a concern, like mm -hmm. have somebody else around your kids. Yes. You know, because you got to make sure that that person is good for your, for your child as well. Um, but once you kind of get that out of the way and look at it from a clear glass, I think it's a, a, a smart way for you to build a relationship with that person. Again, it's only good. It's just a good working, harmonious relationship to have with that other person, too. And I see it's so good that we can mean we talk about, you know, our parenting things. We, you know, we, we go over things with Kyler and things that he does and he knows he has my blessing, whatever you need to do. You know, yeah. I understand he can be a certain kind of way and he needs to be dealt with a certain kind of way. Mm -hmm. Obviously there's no, you know, no physical, you know, touching yeah, yeah, or anything yeah. like that, but mm -hmm. he has that respect for me. I have that respect for him. Mm -hmm. So together we know that our, you know, our situation is can strengthen and I yeah. think it's a huge it's actually a benefit yeah. for you to be in another relationship yeah, because it's a huge accomplishment there's so much respect and I respect you for being a bigger man to have somebody else you know come in and and want to help um because that's definitely not easy and I think somewhere where I lacked um in you know bringing guys around um was the miscommunication so it was like it's almost like, well, he doesn't need to know that information, right? Like, why would I tell him that information? It's none of his business. When really it was your business, right? Mm -hmm. It was your business. So, and then it, in hindsight, would I want to know? Yeah, I would want to know. Yeah. I would want to know, but I don't want you to know though. It's like, well, use your, like communicate to your partner about, um, you know, about your new partner possibly the way you would want them to. So would you want them to tell you? Well, yeah, I would want. Treat people the way you would want to be treated. If you would want to know about it, then maybe you should tell that person about that person, right? Like you communicate the way you would want to communicate. You would want people to communicate back to you. Sure. So that's something I definitely lacked. I was not big on that because I thought it was my business and it didn't matter. And, you know, it, it was what it was. But, you know obviously you know it worked out for the best and you know like I said the respect you guys have for each other is awesome and I love that um because it, I mean honestly it does it takes a village to raise kids and if you don't have your village set up and you're doing this alone or you're doing this with just you know with an uncooperative ex it's not beneficial so you know making sure you have a uniformed um family unit is huge and it's more beneficial to like Chris said befriend that person and get to know them um, then it is to, you know, write a big X on them and not go near them. You know what I mean? And, and try to fight the relationship. And again, it goes back to understanding this is about Kyler. Mm -hmm. You know, again, it's, it's our son. So it's like, all right, well, if this situation's happening, it sucks. But let's look at this again from his eyes. So if he's in a position where his mom and his um, mom's partner mm -hmm. or whatever are together... My thing for that situation is no matter what, I want you two to win. I want you and Ben to win. Mm -hmm. Because if our issue was to, uh, you know, not be able to overcome our struggles or, you know, and kind of like, you know, we gave up or I don't know if we gave up or however we want to go. We just separated mm -hmm. and it didn't work out. I want him to realize stability. Mm -hmm. So I want to know that that situation is good. So I'm always pro you guys working out, you guys happy. Yeah, that's same. the main thing. It's it's happiness. So because I want him to have households where he sees it's like I want to blow his mind to say like this. I want this to be a normal thing. Yeah, I, I hate want that him this to is like not normal. Yeah, like I hate I hate that we're considered abnormal. Like, we are. People like, look at us and be like, how do you, we were yeah. at the gym the other day and just yeah. like, I don't understand you too. Yeah, we were all at the gym together. It was literally me, Chris, and Ben with Kyler at the gym and my other two girls and the trainer owner was looking at us like, I just don't understand like any of this. Like, and he's pointing at Chris going, but he's your, and I'm like, well, he's ours and then they're ours and everybody at the gym's looking around like. But you guys were like basically partners, like how are you for the wad? Like I'm confused, and I'm do like, do you guys know this is going on? Yeah, do you guys, yeah. It was just yeah. 
But I love I I love it. But it's just I I hate how this is not the norm. But it I, should. You know. I think the, I but. think that's a reason that we're another reason I think that it's good for us to sit down is because we have many people on mm-hmm. both sides. How do you guys do it? What is the secret? I could never did, do it. Yeah. My ex sucks. Like yeah. just everything. And and it, I hear I hear situations of newly separated people mm-hmm. that are looking to get married, to get into another partner, get in other relationships, and talking about their their beginnings of what we were just talking about, going to court and how they dug their heels in, or how someone just said said something that they knew was going to hurt just to get oh, back yeah, just at that to person. Do it. Just like, yeah. what is that doing for you? Like you just further separated the rapport. It's like you just you just put a leak in your boat. Like yeah. that's not conducive to the the goal that you need to have. It's like once you learn that you can put down your shit and really work together, you realize that like you guys are kind of powerful as a force. You guys can become a partnership that's like it's a powerhouse. Yeah, we're now like Kyler. His we we divided, but then we multiplied, mm-hmm. and now he has four parents. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, dude, that's a hell of a gift to have to a child. Yeah, the situation yeah. sucks. Yeah, I wish back in the day we could have made it work. Yeah. But at the same time, it's just like, but now he's set up kind of, like, if you look at he's kind of in a better situation than most kids would be. Yeah. In, 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 in other stories, it's the opposite because their parents hate each other. Yeah, and they're they not working talk, together. They can't yeah. talk. It's just like, so it's the like, you got to keep very, that separate. The kids are like string cheese. Like that's like, when you said torn apart, I thought about string cheese. Either I'm super hungry or uh, I just like cheese. Um, but that's what I think about. Like you're, you know, pulling from different ends and ripping the child. And that's, you know, what I think about. But, you know, it's, you're only hurting one person and the person isn't the person that you're trying to hurt. Mm. It's not. Yeah. You know, you think it is in the short term and you walk out of the room like, that freaking felt good. Like, you should have seen this face when I said that. Then what? Yeah. Then what? I then, mean, the, the, nothing else. That's it. Good luck trying to communicate on the next one. Yeah. Good, then you're answering good. the phone being like, what? Yeah. What do you want? You yeah. know? And then you're having the battle. And then it's a it's a vicious cycle that yeah. you're letting your ego take control of. And, you know, it, it, when, you, when, you, when you realize that that's the wrong game to play and that you can actually use this as a force to build your child up to one day, like we know what our stories are. Mm-hmm. We know we, our parents didn't get along. We know all that kind of shit. We know what, what we had to deal with going through that. We had our struggles that made us who we are. Some good, some bad out of that, all that kind of stuff. But, you know, his story's different. His story, he's doing talk to friends. They're just like, oh, my parents, they, they still all love each other and they hang out all the time. Yeah. I guess it's weird, but it's normal. Yeah, you know, it's this weird, is, but it's normal for us. It's, it's normal. Yeah. You know, and we all... We, <laughs> yeah. Um, whenever uh, I... I st- I'd use this in married life, too. But um, this is a good communication thing that you can use for anything. But, you know, if we're talking about co-parenting. But um, think about the thing that's bothering you, right? So, like, let's say we had an argument about time sharing or we had an argument about, like, well, you were an hour late or whatever. Mm-hmm. whatever. Is that going to matter in a minute? Is that going to matter in an hour? Is that going to matter in a day? And if it's not, if it didn't mess with your life, then why does it matter? That's basically what, you know, why does it matter? Because you have to keep it child focused. I think you have to keep it child focused. So if it's not going to matter and, or my dad used to say this, if it, if you go to sleep and you wake up and you don't remember it immediately, then obviously it didn't matter as much, Mm -hmm. right? Like if it doesn't bother you tomorrow, then you don't need to mention it. If it, you know, then it wasn't that big of a deal. Um, and I think that's huge because there's so many things that I remember that we could have easily avoided if we just slept on it or easily avoided if we just took a minute and took a breath instead of immediately texting or immediately yelling or immediately trying to miscommunicate something that we wanted to communicate but didn't communicate effectively or properly. But I think, I think it rolls back to if that does happen mm-hmm. and you're not happy with the way something was handled, what is wrong with just having a freaking conversation about it? Like, hey, yeah. you were an hour late, all right? And, you know, I know we have this agreement that you should be on time. I mean, I want to be upset about it because it's my time or a legit reason. Like, hey, you were late and because of that, I couldn't do this, this, and this. And, yeah. you know, there was impact in this and all that. But you can still have a conversation, but you don't th- – why spit the venom? Yeah. Why have – why get mad? Why did you do that? Did you purposely do that? Because yeah. where is that going to – no matter what, the second that you bring up that argument – 
someone's fighting right back. Yeah, they're shutting down completely. Shutting down. You're not getting anywhere. So where is the where is the use? What what it, where is that getting you? Yeah. Where's the common goal? The common goal should be like, hey, if you're upset and things are gonna happen, there's things that you can maybe do right now that I don't like or whatever. But it's just like, hey, uh, I appreciate what you said. Um, I see that, but you know, I also have to think this way. And I think that that only builds the relationship more when you're able to just. Again, it's so much of an ego thing. But when you get that out of the way and just have a conversation, maybe even see it from their eyes. Maybe say what your point is and then, you know, you ask them. You You, want to know what even will literally be better? Hmm. Ignoring it. That too. I know that sounds so stupid, but literally ignoring it. He knows his ass was an hour late or she knows her ass was an hour late. You don't need to tell her. She knows she was late. Like, you know know what I mean? Like, ignore it. and. It's petty. And you know what? They're probably going to get in the car afterward and be like, she didn't say anything. I was an hour late. Holy crap. Thanks. Yeah. You got further not saying something than saying something. It's it's small little things. And I like how you said it was like in a relationship, you know, in mm-hmm. marriage too. Yeah. And that happens, you know, I'm newly married, so I'm still mm-hmm. in the honeymoon phase of things. But the thing that I love so much about our relationship is Katie and I, is we can have conversations with each other. And not be right or wrong. It's like, hey, I'm just feeling this. Just help me with my feelings right now. I'm yeah. just like, I'm upset or, you know, you didn't answer this or you said this. It made me feel a kind of way. I don't know what that's about. Help me. That. Like, we've had umpteen hours of just conversations just between each other about the way that we've either felt but not made each other wrong. Because mm-hmm. the second that you make someone wrong, you realize what happens to you when someone makes you wrong. All yeah. you want to do is you want to fight back. Yeah. Because we have this right or wrong thing. Up. Yeah. It's not right or wrong that this happened. This is just what happened. This is the way I'm feeling. I can't really just help me with this feeling real quick. And if you have the common goal to be like, all right, well, let's, let's let's look at that. Let's unpack it a little bit. Let's understand. And then once you have that conversation, you see it from their point of view and mm-hmm. you see it through their eyes, immediately it almost goes away. Yeah. It's almost like, I know you feel that way. I'm so sorry. I'd feel the same way if I was late too. I mean, yeah. if, you, if you, I would be so mad. I'd be so upset too if you were late and I was waiting on you, all that stuff then you can it totally dissolves the anger that you had originally. But I think it, the start of the conversation, the start of the intent of what you're trying to say really sets the tone of where the conversation is going to go. Mm-hmm. It's not worth it to, to you know, communicate in ways that you, you forcefully have a payoff to you know, get your way and to feel power. But at the cost of you losing the rapport with the person you're trying to work mm-hmm. with, essentially. Yeah. And you don't consciously know it most of the time. But then once you start seeing that you're in a vicious cycle where this keeps on happening, check yourself. You can be that first person mm-hmm. to spark a right conversation. And you can blow them the freak back. When, yeah. you know, when you're used to the fighting back and forth. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you come back and just say, you know what? I can understand that. Yeah. Or you, you come then Anything. immediately. What are you going to fight on then? Yeah, I mean, it's no. if you're not if you're doing something and it's not working, then why are you still doing it? But we do it right? all. Day. I mean, that's like it's literally that simple. Why are you still doing something that's not working? So if you're fighting with them constantly, 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 all you're doing is wasting your time, their time, your energy, your breath. Stop arguing and see what happens. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, surprise them. Yeah, and surprise then- them with something that they wouldn't expect. You get more bees with honey than you do with vinegar. Yeah, that thing. So, <laughs> but it's true, man. When you can be anything, just be kind. Yeah. And when you start doing that way, you start building a communication with one another that you actually get someone with. And once that first conversation happens, you start to see them differently. Your occurring of who they are starts changing when you realize once I change my tone, they'll change their tone. Mm-hmm. I can immediately say something really mean to you. And the, and the next thing you're going to do is you can say something mean to me. Mm-hmm. But if I say something really kind to you, you're not going to say anything mean to me. Mm-hmm. You're going to say something kind back. So it's like there is the start of just regular communicating with each other. And I think that's what really built the way that you and I are. And now we're, I'm a fan of who you are. I'm a fan of you know well, your business. You. you know You're going on adventures. You're doing your thing. Like I see you growing. You're doing your thing. Like I'm a huge supporter of what you're doing. I'm a huge supporter of what Ben's doing. Mm-hmm. You know, Thank we you. were able to link Ben up with with someone that, that you know, our friends and networking and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And now he's got more accounts on his. It's like yeah. I want him to win. Yeah. I want you to win. Yeah. And I, you want you want the same for me. Yeah, and I mean, it's like, I use Katie. 
Yeah, you, know, as you a guys broker, freaking, I mean, yeah. you guys are like best friends. It's yeah. weird. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like I find out things faster because Katie oh, you tells know, me than don't communicate you. to me anymore. Like, yeah, I don't. I kind of just go right to Katie. You go right to Katie now because she you knows know more that than you all the she time. is. She's totally. She's. She, you know. She. Does, we know her strengths and weaknesses. Mm-hmm. I'm not good at communicating sometimes. I'm not good at remembering stuff. She's the one that takes care of that, and you communicate literally through Katie. Mm-hmm. And I'll say, hey, can you tell Mary da da da? We need to. You know, we need. We need to see if we can get some help on Friday for her to see if she can help. Is with it, that. Are you trying to get babysitter this Friday? Yeah, right yeah, now? we'll talk about that. <laughs> oh my <laughs> but, god! But it's but you know this is just the world we ended up start creating because it's like why not? There's a total possibility that you can you don't have to be this whole thing that you think you need to be. You can it doesn't have it, it doesn't have to be a this or that thing. You can have it all. Yeah, you're 100 percent in control of your destiny, whether or not you think you are. So, you know, your happiness does not rely on somebody else's happiness. So that's, that's a big thing that, um, I mean, I've struggled with for a while and I've, you know, like, like you've said, I've grown a lot. I've, Mm. you know, I've been listening to podcasts. I've been listening to mindset things. I've been listening to a bunch of different things. And, and it's true. You are in control of your own destiny and you are in control of how you react to things and how you speak and how you communicate effectively. And when you find what you're doing wrong, you can correct and fix it. So, you know, if you know, if you're having trouble doing that, I definitely suggest reaching out and finding something that, you know, a book, um, you know, you Reach out for help, whether it be, you know, like a book or a podcast or, you know, keep listening, obviously. Um, <laughs> <Stay> <laughs> but <tuned>. <laughs> plug it in. <laughs> um, but I know that uh, not, you know, this, our relationship did not come easy. We had a lot of sacrifices. I had to put a lot of things aside. Um, super, super stubborn. I had to put so many things aside. Um, and Chris, I mean, Chris is why, I mean, I heard him to the core on a lot of things. So, I mean, he, you know, it took, it takes a bigger person to let a lot of crap go than it does to try to, um, fight something that you're never going to win because, you know, if you've been fighting for this long or whatever on something, it's, I mean, there's no changing it. Uh, you know, you just got to be more effective with communicating and getting your point across without coming across. I don't want to use the word bitchy, but you know. Yeah, we'll say bitchy. Yeah, I mean, you know, like coming across how you've always came across. You know, grow as a person and, you know, your relationships around you will grow, including that of your, um, you know, ex or, you know, co-parent that you parent with. Um, But like we said, I mean, this is all kid-focused. So if you keep everything kid, your kid conversations and kid-focused, they will stay kid conversations and kid-focused. So don't try to talk about the past, let it all go, um, and just try to grow from every experience, whether it's a good or a bad one, because as parents, you're going to go through hell and back, and ending a relationship is the beginning, period. It's it's never going to be easier from there, because you're going to, I mean, ending a relationship is hard enough, but having to navigate parenting with somebody that is not easy to navigate anything with is going to be hard. So you need to have, you know, tough skin. You need to, um, be sure of yourself and be sure of what you want out of life and, um, make sure that you are cautious and conscious of what you're saying to your kids, around your kids and about your kids. Cause they are listening and they are soaking up everything. So they're well, soaking up everything. Fundamentally, it takes less energy to just be kind with the things to say rather than have something angry to spit at one another. Um, But a lot of times I think we just want to be heard. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that has to do with, you you know, a certain kind of person. I think it's just in general what how we operate and what we need, you know, at our core. Uh, That's why it's like, if you really have something to say and you don't know how to say it, I can contribute a lot of my growth to just freaking writing about it. Mm -hmm. 
I like I said, journals over journals yeah. over journals. You can write them too. I write, mean, and and I like it just because Kyler can have it one day, you know, and he gets to see like where the freak my head was. Like where was I when I was? I'm talking. This is back. Jesus, this is probably back when Kyler you was like wrote two. when he was little. Oh my God, I wrote seriously. I wrote when he was three years old. Holy in, crap. in the one back in West Palm. Back. I'm a little nervous. <laughs> no, I wrote. I did, it was like, and it's just me. I mean, this is way, way back. Like, this is 2010. Yeah, I want to say I wrote. Way I'm blinking really hard. You can't see me right now, but I'm blinking really hard. You wrote back that far. I wrote way wow. back when, because that's when I started seeing that I was having struggles after you. I was in my next thing. And I was trying to always, I was always wanting to be a student of figuring out what the hell's going on. Why did it go wrong? I'm trying to, you know, raise a kid. I'm by myself. I'm living in an apartment that I can, you know, barely afford. And I'm in a situation where, like, I'm starting to now wonder, like, kind of like wander into self-growth. And that's one book told me to do it. It just says, just start writing your stuff down. So I started writing down how I started to feel. And just doing that in general, where it doesn't have to go it doesn't have to go to somebody's ears. It just mm-hmm. goes to, it's just you trying to figure out what the hell's in your head yeah. without word vomit. Yeah. Out. And I don't Saying know how to say things. these things, yeah. but then you become better at having a filter of what, you, what you're trying to say. Mm-hmm. And you can conceptualize what's really in your head. Like, what am I really feeling? And that sometimes I'm just writing. I just, I don't know how I'm feeling right now. I'm just, da, 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 da. and then you go like a paragraph through and just like, I get to the meat, meat and potatoes of what I really want. And mm-hmm. I'm like, so really all it is, is I'm like, you know, I'm just sad because of this. Or maybe, you know, I just don't know maybe how to say those words. You, you find out what's really real inside of you. And I think that just, that gave me so much clarity to not say the things that I might need to say. I'll go home and I'll write about it. And it's always just helped me, you know. But it's also cool, a gift for Kyler when he grows up. Hey, I always think about it. I lost my grandfather. He was the coolest person in my life. He's my North Star. I always I always had this dream of, like, being in an attic and looking in, like, being in his, his <laughs> attic and then looking in a box and, like, all these journals about who he was. That would have been like, cool. Geez, Did like, you look in the attic? Yeah, they sold the house, though. But there was no books. There was no there books. Was nothing? There was no books that I know of. But that's why I'm like, you know what? I think that would be the greatest gift ever for somebody to just get to see someone for for who they are but actually see the vulnerability in someone's life just as it is Mm -hmm. and without a filter and i say whatever i want to say in this journal without a filter of anything but i'm real and i'm starting to have a relationship with myself and i think that really coincides with learning how to have a relationship with somebody else um you're trying to have a relationship with someone you're trying to grow you're trying to be a parent you don't want to be a parent you're a freaking kid yourself you mm-hmm. barely take care of yourself yeah. 21 years old 23 years old i couldn't even take care of myself we were yeah. still living we were living at my mom's house you yeah. know we didn't yeah. have our own place we, we were, had nothing yeah. how are we going to raise a kid same thing with relationship yeah. how am i going to be in a relationship with someone i don't even have a relationship with myself i don't even know myself i don't know the true dialogue inside my head i know nothing past the surface you get the clouds out of the way and you get to see like what's really behind there. Mm-hmm. I think it's a really, it, was, it helped me, it helped me phenomenally when it, when it comes to just having to be able to communicate with other people when I learn how to communicate with myself. So I, I think it's huge. Communication, I think is the biggest thing. Anything can be solved out of it. You know, having that integrity, admitting when you're wrong, that's huge too. I shouldn't have said that. I'm sorry. Saying sorry. Like there's a real so thing to that. But, but not just saying sorry. Really understanding what the sorry is and changing it. Mm-hmm. There's something about it. When I hear a sorry for somebody, it's just like we feel better about it. But we want to know that people are growing. It's mm-hmm. like you can do this huge thing, but then you come out and say, I'm sorry, I won't do that again. And for some reason, we get forgiveness for that. Like, oh, it's just a word, person. too. It's just a word, but there's an action to it, too. Mm-hmm. The words are just, I'm sorry, but I'm repeating it all the time. But the action to, hey, I'm sorry, I'm really going to make a change because I realize how that really impacted you and me and like everyone around us, mm-hmm. you know, the different people, there's a ripple to it. You know, so let me start to really use a sorry, use, use a fault, use a mistake as a way for you to like, all right, maybe I can change this. I don't want that to happen all the time. This fighting back and forth between each other, it doesn't feel good. It never does. I know people are acting strong saying, oh, I had an argument with this and I got to her and you think you feel good when you wake up or you go home that night. That's all you're thinking about mm-hmm. that mistake, that thing you did. And then once you, once you really become honest with yourself and like, I didn't like the way that felt. With your feelings or a guidance system to what's real and what you're really aligned with. And, you know, if you really have a common goal to, to, to be parents to your child, I think it's worth it to learn yourself inside and out and be vulnerable with one another and just, just have that space for one another to let each other grow. Because, again, we have to do this together. 
I'm we're only as good as our you know weakest mm-hmm. link. We're, but we're trying to raise a child. So if we're not together we're not helping each other grow, right? Yeah. What are we for Kyler? Mm-hmm. And I think at the end, that's really what matters. It's what what Kyler's how Kyler's story is going to be. Yeah. When you're when your kids out of the house, what is really going to matter? Mm. Right? Is it going to matter that you spent the last fifteen years arguing with their ex, or is it going to, you know, uh, matter that they saw a great, you know, relationship surrounding them? What kid is going to be better off? Hmm. I'm going to tell you some of my kids are going to be better off. Sure. I'm going to toot the horn right there because my kids are going to be better off. Because if my kid ever got himself in this situation, knock that he doesn't. But if he does and it doesn't work out, he had great role models of what it could be instead of, you know, role models of, you know, constant bickering and fighting and not trying to work stuff out. So, you know, it just boils down to thinking about that when you want to get angry at your ex Think about your child. And if you think about your child and your ex as one cohesive person, would you say the things that you were going to say to them? Mm. If your child was connected to the person, would you say the hurtful things? Probably not. Mm. Right? You have to think about it like that because you in turn are hurting them when you hurt that person and vice versa. So you just need to really think really hard because you can't take words back. Um, and you never know how deep words cut and the kids hear everything. So, you know what, we're, we are a product of what we experienced as children. Absolutely. We learn so, nothing landmark. Yep. Mm-hmm. So going through that where literally there's little stupid situations that happen in your head. It could be the most minute things, but you create a story when you're such, when you're a little child and that story exists in you for the rest of your life. It plays out in circles and circles and circles. Everything that you have that happens in your life is always familiar somehow because there's a circle to it because you have to make sure that story plays out. Mm-hmm. So when you get to that perception, realize that words do matter and what you plant in your kids will grow, then you have to start seeing that your child, you know, create an environment for your child that they don't, they don't have to tell their friends later on, like, oh, my mom and dad used to fight all the time. They used to call each other so many names. Yeah. Like, understand that what you're doing will impact the littlest thing. Saying to your child, you see your kids doing something, like, oh, that's ugly. Or when they're singing, you know, they sing and you'd be like, oh, stop, man. You sound like, you know, oh, that's, yeah. that's annoying. You can stifle them for the rest of their life thinking that they're never a good mm-hmm. singer. You know, like those things will impact. It impacted us as kids. Mm-hmm. Impacts everyone out there. The, the littlest things you think don't matter are the biggest things that will grow into the most ugliest trees that they can't cut down. You know, it takes too long for them to cut that down. It's like, why set your child up like that? Our parents maybe may have been blind and our parents may not have known how to love that, that vulnerability is a strength. You know, how many people says, oh, you know, your, your emotions, are, you know, that's weakness. You're crying, that's weak. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. We have to change the story. We have to change that dialogue for our kids. Say that. It's a powerful thing, dude. You know, your vulnerability, you being able to talk about your emotions, that's something that the past never had. Mm-hmm. We're in a different world now trying to raise these kids in a different world that, hey, emotions matter. Talk about the things that are bothering you. Have that conversation with your child. Have a relationship with your child. Who doesn't want their to know that their kid one day... Who doesn't want to have that security to know that, like, if your kid's having a problem, like, I look at it as if Kyle's having a problem, I want him to be able to come to me. Absolutely. I want him to be able to, like, any one of us to say, hey, I'm having something, this person did this and this, I don't know if this is okay. Like, I want him to feel safe mm-hmm. in our house, knowing that, like, hey, what you're feeling is fine. Let's mm-hmm. talk about it. That's fine. And then we'll work through it. He knows how to and express think, himself properly. Yeah. And he should, because that's a tool that... We're just learning now. We're talking about this because we went through some things and we've we've battled through. We've, we've been drugged through the mud. But because of that, we're now in a position where we can see it in different angles and we can give this this gift to our child so that he doesn't have to go through 30-some years to be in, be in therapy talking about the stuff that, he, that happened to him when he was a kid. I'm sure he still has things. Mm-hmm. But I know that we are dedicated and we're in a position that we're going to make sure that whatever he needs to be, you know, grown into, you know, a beautiful human being that allows him to be whatever he wants yeah. and him to unlock his potential. I think that that's the biggest gift that we have as parents to be able to guide our children to. Um, but I think that, that that's the mission that I know I have and I know you have as well that um, 
our kids out are our story continued and there's a legacy to be for him um, that we can pass on because it's not about us anymore as soon as we have that child it's now it's his world and we are just we are just the garden the soil for his growth mm-hmm. and it's up to us to make sure that we tend to our garden we pull the weeds out we recognize where they're at and you know we help fertilize and nurture his roots as much as possible by doing it first yeah I think that's the most important part that we have as parents because you know we are growing another generation exactly and it's not it's not going to be easy it's not it's not an easy thing to do but it's doable we're sitting here together talking to you guys and we would 100% not have known that we were I would have not pegged us to be here Hmm. 10 years ago 10 years ago I didn't want to look at you so the fact that we're sitting here for however long it's been, um, being able to communicate effectively and be able to gift and guide others, that that's an amazing feeling. So it's worth it. Yeah, absolutely. Why the hell not? So, I mean, I'm. Just, it's just look at choose it. happy. What are we talking about? You know what I mean? It's just worth it. Yeah, choose Why? happy. Yeah, it's doable. If it's doable for one, it's doable for all. Yeah. We are a proven example, just like you see a successful person say, I'm the example that you can have the dreams that you want. Mm -hmm. We are just the example of just two people getting through their bullshit to be able to think about something else that's more important. And that's a child that we birthed together. It Mm -hmm. wasn't maybe our choice at the time, Mm -hmm. might have been a mistake, but it was the best mistake I've ever made. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure you too. So it's like, then let's own up, be the people that we need to be for that person and not let that be in vain. And we can stop the story. We can stop the bad karma. We can stop that, you know, that... Black cloud. The black cloud that was born of our lives from our past. Mm -hmm. And we can create something else that's beautiful and that can shine on light years ahead of this and can pass it on to their kids where they don't, you know, that they're so much farther ahead. So it's worth it. It's absolutely worth it. And it's doable. It's doable. It's absolutely doable. Tony, I think we should end on that. Absolutely. That was, that was, that was, was perfect. That was Ain't real on good. the black cloud. The black cloud. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cool. Well, thank you, Mary. I appreciate it. No, absolutely. Do thank you again. for having me. Cheers, sir. Cheers. Are you dr- really? Cheers. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye, everybody.